Welcome to Let Parents Decide That, episode 18, the show where we discuss lockdown lunacy, protecting parental rights, and try to fight fear-driven policies with strength and logic. Join us. The fight starts now. Let's go, Brandon. Come on, man. Come on, man. Here we are. Hello. We have a guest. <laughs> yes. Babies cannot be denied. Maybe that's the whole point of the show, right? Yeah. Parents. Yeah. We're like wonderful multitaskers. We can like, <laughs> you know, right. pay attention to our government and mm -hmm. make sure that nobody's screwing us. And But nothing's more important than taking care of the kid. Yep. So if you got to take care of the kid while we record, and that's just what we do. That's what we do, peeps. All right. We're going to cover some... Uh, of course, some COVID craziness, some vax injury stuff again, and we're going to cover a couple other uh, things things that I view as threats towards kids too that aren't necessarily directly COVID related. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that. There's um, so many. How do you even narrow it down? So many things going on right now. Um, but I, I saw this story, um, which, and I, I'm of. I have, an, I have an open mind when it comes to ivermectin and any of the early treatment things, you know, I mean, if I would have had bad Can't outcomes, hurt. right? Well, that's, that's exactly the point, but I saw this story and it, what pissed me off about it was the incredible bias written into the headline. Yeah. I mean, you read this, just read that headline. Well, there's once. no objective like media anymore. Study finds ivermectin, the horse drug Joe Rogan championed as a COVID treatment <laughs> does nothing to cure the virus. Really? That's, that's like that was written by the anti-ivermectin group. I yeah, mean, it's like, like, and let's just let's the just bias remind of that everyone, like, holy <laughs> shit, it's not just a horse drug. Right. The fact that they label it the horse drug Joe Rogan championed. Yeah. It's not a horse drug. That's one of its uses. But people use it for a, an antiviral, I think, of some kind. Yes. People in whatever. other countries take it all the time. And you literally, you would have to take like 40 times the recommended dose to take too much. Well, it reminds me of... Uh, I think when Joe Rogan was talking about it and he was getting, you know, attacked on CNN mostly for not getting sick enough yeah, and somehow and surviving like, COVID. I got a prescription. I didn't like yeah. go to Fleet Farm. He's like, I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. Yeah. Remember he said that right to Sanjay Gupta. <laughs> like, I'm rich enough. I can afford people medicine. Oh, man. Asshole. Um, but it reminds me of when, the, you know, an example of what he said would be a similar comparison was if somebody, you know, drank water and they said, you know, drinks car wash fluid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the thing you wash your car with, the water. The fish ecosystem. Yeah, drinks drinks fish, fish liquid, yeah. fish habitat I mean, liquid. just nuts. People I mean, are... I want to... And, like, some people are so susceptible to this. That's the sad thing, because, like, I mean, if if we wouldn't have been looking at both sides of it, like... Right. We wouldn't have known that it's on the list of the world's safest drugs. Well, that's the thing. Is it okay if you, whether or not it's effective for um, minimizing the symptoms of COVID? I don't know, but I have an open mind. I want to actually follow the science, mm -hmm. unlike 
you know, Fauci and all those people who are obviously doing things with an agenda. I want to actually follow the science. And if it turn and guess what? If it turns out that I was a big proponent of ivermectin and they did a bunch of random controlled t- trials, switching out only the ivermectin and keeping everything else the same, and it turns out not to be effective, okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, let's just follow the actual data. Yeah. But you know, we know it's a proven safe. Um, drug for whatever it's so it's not going to hurt well and it says does nothing to cure the virus it's a virus right it doesn't cure all your viruses don't get cured hoping to minimize symptoms that's that's the only thing you can hope for yes and shorten the duration of the time that you're experiencing those symptoms yeah that's the goal and obviously to prevent hospitalizations and deaths and you know joe rogan he took it as his part of his kitchen sink approach you know, like just trying everything, throwing yeah, everything at it. all the vitamins. Yeah, all Take the, some ivermectin. All combined. And there's some evidence, too. You probably like, smoked a lot of pot. <laughs> right. There's some evidence, too, that I think, uh, you know, Peter McCullough, uh, he uses it as kind of a cocktail, right, mm-hmm. where he mixes it in with multiple things. And that's really his approach and that's been proven to actually <laughs> improve the symptoms and reduce the duration of the time. Let's, let's take a <laughs> short pause, break. Pause for this baby. Oh. And we're back. Just doing mom stuff. That's right. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, the the main reason I wanted to bring up this story was just because of how biased. <laughs> that headline just pissed me off right away. Yeah. And this is, you know, one, as you get older and just more media savvy, I guess, you just understand that there is no true objective journalism. No. It doesn't exist. No. I mean, you just gather things from all sides and you kind of have to go with your gut. Yeah. I've never, it's... In, in my lifetime, in, I've never seen it. Like, people talk about the Walter Cronkite, where he just would read the news, and then you would you would listen. Well, well guess, guess what, though? Walter Cronkite was not objective, and he had a bias and an agenda. Mm-hmm. And just by choosing what you're going to cover. Yeah, what you're going to read. Just the selection bias of which stories you're going to focus on. That, you know, is an immense amount of, of control right there. Especially Absolutely. when you were... There was one half hour of news a night. Yeah. And there was three channels of it, and that was basically it. Yeah. I mean, and they, they all talk about the same thing. Insane, insane amount of control back then. Um, so, you know, the good thing is now there's a million different sources for all this stuff, but you really have to root around and be skeptical of all things and be very, um, you, you know, use your critical thinking skills a ton. So when I see headlines like this, I just laugh and just dismiss them. Um, Completely, and they say, "Well, okay, Yahoo News, whatever." You know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for information elsewhere because I immediately just do not. Uh, well, because as, as as soon as you see it, you know that, like, sorry, like, obviously, I can't fully trust you, right? And you're not, you're coming at it with an opinion. Yeah, they have an agenda. Yeah, it's not um, a news <clears throat> article; it's an opinion piece. Exactly. Um, so another. Piece of propaganda. Okay, I saw this on Facebook here. From I follow this John Hopkins School of Public Health, which Shame is on a good, f- funny follow. But um, so they're talking about and just the propaganda for the under five kids again. Yeah, you know, just completely the under five kids that have less than. See, when we first started, we were arguing that hey, kids have a point zero 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 two percent death rate. Guess what? It's less. Right. It's even less than that. Right. Like when the true numbers started coming out. Exactly. It's <sighs> it's ridiculous. And and then you're rolling the dice on any vaccine side effects, which we uh, may or may which may or may not reveal themselves in at some future point. Yeah. Which if you got your if you got your first 
your second dose too close to your first dose, like they told you to do. Like in our last episode, we covered that. Yeah. How, you know, the of uh, with kids, I think, I believe it was the 12 to whatever age. 12 to like teenage, 19 yeah. or something like that. They were pushing out the second dose because they were developing side effects. And it's yeah. like, well, you, how about you figure that out first and then tell me? Yeah. Especially since I have almost no chance of dying from the virus. So why, why, what's the urgency? And why are we pushing this so that hard? That it doesn't prevent against transmission. Exactly. You're not protecting your grandma. <clears throat> you're just honestly, at this point, you're putting yourself at risk. Exactly. So, you know, there's a few um, slides they have here talking about how can I help keep my under five child healthy until they're eligible for a COVID vaccine? <laughs> well, guess what? Nature already did that. Yeah. Because your under five year old is not going to die from the virus. I mean, I can state just state that outright. Yeah. The chances are so small. Wash your freaking hands. You're, you're so much more likely to die driving to get the shot, driving to get the jab. You'd be better off just staying home because that's the riskiest part of your day. Your under five-year-old child is probably more likely to get sick from like something stupid like salmonella right. or or whatever else than actual COVID. But just, you know, if, if you're a scared person and you're anxiety filled, you read this, you're susceptible to this. You know, it even says here, you know, the virus is still with us and there are still people ineligible for vaccination. Ugh. I mean, it just like that it creates that demand you know, that they want people frothing at the mouth to, and lining up because they create that scarcity. Remember yeah. when they they doled out the vax based on your risk and everybody was mm -hmm. clamoring? It was like you're waiting for Garth Brooks tickets outside yeah. of the dome. And, then you know, you, you wanted to, oh, I got VIP. Or when you're in an airport and, you know, zone one. Yeah. We'd like to extend, uh, you know, the first boarding to all our military veterans and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dang, that's not me. Zone yeah. one, dang, that's not me. You know, and you're waiting. You're like zone seven. You're like, crap. It creates demand. It creates yeah. scarce, this illusion of scarcity and makes people pine for this stuff. It's all just psychology at well, work. And, you know, when you're, when you're creating demand, somebody's making cash. You know, somebody's exactly. making money. Exactly. And something that I just found out this week was that the, on the application for the emergency use authorization for the product, they they auth they wanted it for people 65 and up originally. Mm -hmm. And then... Only? Yep, originally oh, applied. They That was their first one that they applied for, right? The old people got it first. Yep. So they wanted 65 and up. Well, they ended up authorizing it for even more than that they right. authorized it for 50 and older mm -hmm. so they gave them a whole 15 year age gap of more customers that's just more profit yeah that's all that is i mean if you're pfizer or moderna you're just looking at it like okay 65 plus is x million people mm -hmm. that equates to x amount of profit yeah Ooh, 50 12 to 50 now there's yeah. some, there's some Ooh, a swath of the population. What if we need a booster? Right now, okay, we got every. Now we got the entire population to get one dose. Now let's double it. Yeah. Now let's triple it. I How mean, come the there were four slots on the cards? Like right away. <laughs> right. Weird. And now there's now you can get. That's funny. There's two doses. You get a booster, and now we have a second booster. Luckily, I've never seen one of the cards, so yeah. I didn't know that. But well, yeah, that, I saw that's a good point. I saw a lot of cards like this. Oh, yeah, the stupid selfies. Yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah. See that? And that exact thing, that contributes to that scarcity and the FOMO, mm -hmm. fear of missing out, you know, yep. that acronym. Yep. Everybody wanted, first, everybody wanted a cute mask. 
Yeah, because you were like, you know? look at me, I got I got it, I guess I'm a VIP. Mm-hmm. You know, like people were all proud of themselves. Yep. Look what they, I did for you. Yeah, it's like whatever. Change your change your profile picture to the you, yeah. Now that it's all changed to the Ukrainian flag. Yep. Now mm-hmm. they moved on from the I got vaxxed profile pic to the Ukrainian flag to God knows what's next. Climate change. That's something. just how I know like whether or not I want to be your friend. Right. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, it is it is nice cuz it's really brand it's allowed people to brand themselves yeah. very effectively. Mm-hmm. So you know immediately if you're probably going to get along with someone or not. Yeah. When you it have a little flag that, that says I got my booster, I'm yeah. like, mm, I don't think you're going to like me. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'll be nice to you, but I bet you're not going to want to be here long. <laughs> so yeah, so there's a few annoying slides so they talk about Preventative care, wellness, of course, you know, making sure you get all your regular vaxes and everything else. Wow. Talk to your pediatrician about the COVID-19 vax and other shots. Well, and look at look at just the the branding on the slides. Yeah. Like, just look at how they're kind of, maybe they're making it book. so that maybe a kid would want to even read it. Yeah. You know, like... If you yes. got like some 10-year-old kid and then they're like, oh, well, you know, what are we going to do to protect my little sister, Jenny? It's all very intentional. Yeah. Now, here's here's a funny slide here. It says, rethinking what's safe. <laughs> keeping up with the fear, you know, keeping the, the fear balloon full of air. It says, as community COVID risks decline in many areas, some parents are eager to plan activities and play dates for their kids. And they're kind of, you can just see them wag- wagging their finger like, yeah. not so fast. Yeah. It says, these social interactions as well as physical activity are especially important for this age group. Remember, outside is still the safest option for unvaccinated children. Wow. Why? Prove that to me. Well, and Prove yeah. that outside is the safest option. Well, outside is great. Give I mean, us I, one reason. Give me one reason why if I'm unvaxxed, I can't go inside. Uh, remember, the jab doesn't stop transmission. So what is the justification for that statement? I need proof. Wow. You got nothing. Okay, then it says masking and or rapid testing can help decrease uncertainty, which is especially important if your child or another family member is immunocompromised or otherwise vulnerable to severe illness. Okay. Um, you know, why? I am, because masks don't do shit. No. And the vax doesn't stop transmission. So And the rapid testing, like how accurate really is that? You know, I am just, I am praying for these people because people that are so scared that they would be testing their kids before a play date. Like I feel I don't so like, yeah. bad for you. I don't want to live like that. No. Um, and also, okay. The immunocompromised. I'd love, I'd love to see how many people identified as immunocompromised prior to 2020. Yeah. It was probably a tiny sliver of the population, yep. which has grown a hundredfold. I guarantee it. Oh yeah. Because it's kind of like, you know, people that are allergic to gluten. Yeah. It's you know, just that, the next big when thing. When that became in fashion, you yeah. know, all of a sudden, oh, gluten allergy. Oh, oh yes. well you should wear I a mask because disease. I'm, I'm immunocompromised. Right. They, they want that. The incentive structure in society is such now that if you're immunocompromised, you get a lot more capital. Well, it's just another name to give yourself. It's like yeah. if you're transgender in California, you can have a you can have a income now. Exactly. It's the incentive structure is such that it just uh people are incentivized literally yeah. to to call uh, themselves something else. To capitalize on this victim mentality. Exactly. Everybody's um, got everybody's got a new label and every new label gets them something different. You know, so they act like they really care, you know, about the young kids here. Um but but As the you can science see, says that's false. Well, well, and the reality says, um, you know, this just pisses me off again. 
with it's okay. This story says with uptick in COVID cases, NYC mask mandate for children two to four year old remains. This is yeah. April fourth. Yeah, this is yesterday. Yeah, you're a two to four year old. You're still wearing a freaking mask. You're still under a mask mandate in New York City. I cannot go to hell. Imagine. See, I Who's have I have kids that are two and four. Right. I cannot imagine putting a mask on those kids. Right. I mean, it, it's, this is so maddening that I mean, and this is just you know Fox Five, just a, lo- a local news. It was site. supposed to come to an end Monday, but and again, like. But with the uptick in COVID cases, Mayor Eric Adams decided to keep the mandate in place. Go to hell. All of these freaking, I mean, at this point, I'm sorry. But if you're a parent in New York, I I have got nothing, nothing good to say about you at, at this point anymore. If you're still masking your kid up and it's been this long and we know that masks don't stop transmission, that kids are not affected... I mean, and we know the negative effects. Yes, and mentally we, to their isolation, to their anxiety, depression, loneliness. It is child abuse. It is. It is child abuse. Like, what are we doing? How are you allowing this? Oh. How are you not? How are you complying with this? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Meanwhile, there's no mask mandates for adults. No. So they're running around no mask, but Eric Adams is not wearing a mask. No. But. If he sees a two-year-old, you better freaking have a mask oh, on. yep. You better mm, put that you on better. your preschooler, on your little baby. Go to hell. This is so maddening. I mean, it still, at this point, this is insane. Yeah. Um, it says children are under, oh, let's see, this kind of language. Children under five are especially vulnerable because they are not vaccinated. See, vulnerable the, to what? Like, that old trope, you know, that, <clears throat> oh, because they haven't been able to get vaxxed yet. That's so they're especially vulnerable. They're not vulnerable. No. Unless you count getting COVID and surviving it with no ill effects as being vulnerable. Vulnerable to having a positive case, possibly. Yes. But if that doesn't translate to anything negative, who gives a shit? Exactly. Who cares? Vulnerable to catching a cold? Okay. Yeah. So what? That they're going to build up then a natural immunity to. Right. And then they'll have, they'll have a stronger immune system for you it. You can make the case that, that you know, the younger you are, the less mitigations you should practice in order to just get herd immunity so that you will not catch the virus again and then have it, not have it to transmit to anyone else. Yeah. So if your body fights it off. don't know how long it lasts. Maybe it'll last, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it'll help you fight it off forever right yeah it might be like you know chicken pox or but all the uh, data that i've seen is that natural immunity is far superior yeah especially much stronger especially with the the amount that they're eventually having to admit that the jabs how quickly they wane yep um i would take natural immunity all day long yeah um especially for your kids so just uh, who's buying this i mean these are all smart intelligent people there's plenty of phds and people with master's degrees and well-educated people with high iqs that are buying into this bullshit well and what's most frustrating about this is it's like you know we've talked about this too when every place is doing it a little different and we can compare we can make comparisons right okay let's look at north Dakota, we never masked kids at two years old. No, we didn't have any two year olds dying did, of COVID. Did Europe, I think. Yeah, like they just they all kind of understood right away this is pointless. Yep, all this is going to do is have negative effects, exactly. And cause, I mean, the other problem is there's tons of societal issues now because all the fights on airlines are all because of masks, yeah, you know, so all that unintended 
consequences of these mitigation efforts have just caused a lot of strife that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just... This and how so can we be in America annoying. and do it 50 different ways? I mean, I understand that we all have, you know, each state has rights and all that stuff. I'm all for it. But when it comes to the treatment of our children, mm-hmm. it, when it comes to the treatment of our children with mitigation strategies that are clearly abusive right. and causing serious harm, there should be a freaking nationwide thing that says um no you have to well or at least make it optional at least See, make it optional so if, if you're if you're a scared idiot and you want to mask all your kids okay fine i feel horrible for them yes but that's but your thing as a parent I, you know i respect as a libertarian-minded person i respect your ability to parent your kids how you wish and as long as you're not making me then i just feel bad for them but i'm not going to put that yeah. on you, you but know, unfortunately that's just how it is exactly so but you know making it ma- the mandates is what annoys me yeah that your kids personal medical dis- like m- the decisions. medical decision yeah. making should stay with the parents exactly so in all just, states just maddening that that's still happening luckily you can vote with your feet there's plenty of states to go to that are a lot more free than new yeah. york city and there in california and other um extreme lockdown states are experiencing you know a mass exodus of people yeah um famous rich and otherwise yeah people are getting the hell out of there because you know if, if i lived in new york city i would be like Whatever it takes to get out of there. I mean, go live in, you know, Tennessee or South Carolina or some other freer state. What advantage does New York City have that's worth this? Yeah. Um, You can get a job somewhere else. Exactly. And live a lot more cheap. Yeah. A lot cheap, uh, more cheaply. Is that a word? (laughs) A lot more. There's a lot more affordable places to live. (laughs) More affordably. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you don't don't need to make 300 grand just to afford a... you know, tiny little house. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Very maddening. Now, one thing that, you know, if you'd actually, if people actually cared about preventing negative outcomes, they would focus on this. And this is kind of good to see that, uh, okay, COVID and diabetes, right? Colliding in a public health train wreck. Wow. See, so, you know, here's the problem is people should have immediately focused on this, on the di- diabetes piece and yeah. the be- people being overweight and metabolically unhealthy piece. That's the people that had bad outcomes with COVID. Those are the people that you know need to take action and they're uh, at extreme risk for this. Well, that, and that's who we should have focused on this whole entire time. You know, Not two-year-olds that are perfectly healthy. We did focus on it a tiny bit because the day that Joe Biden went into office, he rescinded the uh, order that Trump had put in there where he made insulin cheap. Oh, so right. And now mm-hmm. he's bringing it back to exactly the same price that Trump had set it at. <laughs> and it's his idea now. Of course. Yeah. yeah but it's not political. Oh, not at all. No. Not at all. So I'll post this, this uh, article in the show notes. Just has some interesting information about... You know, they're finally admitting that, um, okay, 30 to 40% of all coronavirus deaths in the United States have occurred among people with diabetes. I mean, that's a little bit of a pretty big chunk there. Yeah. Almost half just have one particular disease. Yeah. So a, a nice screening feature would have been able, if you would were able to say, do you have diabetes or not? Okay, no. Okay, then you're significantly less at risk. Mm-hmm. And that Wouldn't that be good information to know? Yeah. Uh, when we're trying to figure out all these mitigation efforts and treatment and how to, you know, quarantining and lockdowns and all this crap. If I'm a, not young, but if I'm reasonably young and healthy and don't have any of these 
um, well, you're not old. Any risk factors? Why should I have been locked in my house? Yeah. Or, I mean, I didn't ever stay in my house. But why well, was Walt why even sh- trying? Why should anyone who's not afraid, even if you exactly. did have all those risk factors, even if you're 89 years old and you've got diabetes and a heart condition, but God dang it, you want to go to the freaking movies? <laughs> you should be able to yeah, do that. It's your risk. It's your risk. Um, you know, because what I'll say about diabetes and being overweight, you know, people always say, well, then if they get if they get COVID, turn them away at the hospital because they don't deserve treatment because they, they knew the risks and they still engage in that risky behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, anybody with diabetes, type 2 especially. Type yeah. 1 is, you know, that's a lot. That's a different Yeah, you game. can be born with. But type 2, if you got it because of your diet. Yeah. <laughs> that's 100% preventable and you cause that to yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you're... In the hospital with coronavirus, or pretend corona never even happened, just in the hospital because of diabetes. You know, the, the economic burden on our country because of diabetes is insane. Well, and how far do we take that line of thinking? You know, right, we've talked I, about this before, like sm- smokers. Right, exactly. Are we going to, you know, are we going to do it for everything? Like, oh. are we going to ask people in a car crash, well, who is at fault here? Right. Exactly. You know, were you texting? Okay, then you don't get help. Yeah. Then you know, you know what? Hey, fuck you. Yeah. This You're is out. this is America. We, that's not how we operate. And I would never ever say that. My whole point is, I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy of the yeah. people that try to, you know, say that if you engage in risky behavior and you get coronavirus, then you're not welcome to the hospital. Well, these people are going to be a much higher burden on the healthcare system and the economy because. Guess what? Diabetes is chronic and progressive, yeah. meaning if you develop it in your 50s and you live till you're 80, that's 30 years of an insane financial burden mm-hmm. on the healthcare system. Um, so that's really much more detrimental than a reasonably young, reasonably healthy guy who gets coronavirus at a bar because his band played there and then <laughs> has flu-like symptoms for a couple of days and never once goes near a hospital or takes any medicine. Cost nothing. Yeah. You know, I would now tell me which one's a bigger drain on the system. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. So just, uh, it's, it's good to see that they're acknowledging that finally, because that's all I want is the data to be out there so people can make their own decisions. Now, speaking of lockdown lunacy, okay, this is nutty. All right. The whole of Shanghai enters COVID lockdown despite lower symptomatic cases. Okay. So they, 26 million people are locked down right now in Shanghai. Chinese authorities on Tuesday extended a lockdown in Shanghai to cover all the financial centers, 26 million people. Despite growing anger over over quarantine rules in the city, where latest results show only 268 daily COVID-19 cases. Wow. In 26 million people, 268 people have. That's nobody. That's nothing. That's nobody. And again, if 268 people, if you had to find out that they were sick because they got tested and not because they landed themselves in the hospital, who cares? Exactly. People are not even, like this, this is saying... You're not even allowed to get sick anymore. This is insane. And China is so insane. They're still (laughs) trying for the zero... You know, it says China's zero tolerance strategy to eliminate the novel coronavirus. So they're still going for COVID zero. They think they can control it. They can't. They they just, I don't know how dumb they are to not realize that there's no stopping this. You just live your life. 
Exactly. And try to improve everyone's metabolic health as best you can, but that's really on the individual. You can't stop this with walls by locking people down. No. Um, but just to give you a glimpse of how nutty this could get, I saw this video. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Mm -mm. This is nutty, okay? Is this real? This is real. A robot dog issuing COVID-19 safety instructions is roaming the streets of lockdown Shanghai. Okay, watch this. That's the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> How insane is that? That is so scary. That's literally just like the commercial that I teased about before where like the person sneezes and then they're like, oh shit, they're in their own house. They sneeze. They're like, oh man, got to pack all their shit up. And an alarm like comes on saying like, you, we're about to come and pick you up. Exactly. Yeah, and there's a couple other videos I saw. Like one was like some guys in white suits, like beating the crap out of somebody that was trying to like drive down the street. Oh my god! I mean, it's nutty. They're, they're literally trying to contain the virus physically yeah it, you can't do it but this how insanely creepy is that so creepy it's like right and out of minority a, report or something remember yeah. the drones flying around mm -hmm. like looking for him and looking for his retina and stuff and it's a it's an Freaky. empty street there's nobody outside yeah, the robot dog is running the streets of lockdown shanghai barking the wolf's orders to the scared little sheep that's what the, <laughs> the little caption here says yeah yeah that's that's a pretty good way of of describing it yeah so nutty but you know and i wonder what their news looks like over there like <laughs> well, it said they were getting mad over it but like yeah i suppose they're, they're talking about but you know the thing is if you think that that looked like a futuristic movie yeah like th you know 30 50 years in the future right well that's now yeah and you know i don't know if you've heard about the social credit system yeah you know like and that they're i think they use it in china and i think other countries have implemented part of this and i saw a meme the other day that said sorry it was a gas pump and it's like something about you know sorry your card has been declined until until you, your social media until you delete posts. your last twitter post yeah exactly yeah and, and Five years ago, that would have seemed insane to even suggest. And now it's scary to think about because it's absolutely. Oh, and it's coming. I think it's coming. Here's, okay. Here's my little tinfoil hat theory of the week. <laughs> We've got Elon Musk now who just bought into Twitter. Yeah, about right? 10% of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, for free speech and everything. Well, that all sounds great. But um, he's also like one of the biggest proponents of like neurochips in your brain. <laughs> right. You know, he wants but to go ahead and do ones. that. Yeah. Well, he says now, <laughs> but, and, and then but he's, he's a, the biggest he's a, maker of like all the electric vehicles and stuff. Yeah, right. They could shut you down with one click. But you know what? Well, you know what though is he's an interesting cat because he, even though he does make that, he still thinks, Hey, we're not ready yet for this to take over and become everybody have electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. He wants it to be an option and obviously sell a ton, but I think, yeah, I actually enjoys the, the exclusivity of people having a Tesla, yeah. you know? So I think he likes being that boutique, uh, brand. And, if, you know, I, I think he's a true freedom lover. That's he... my, my opinion. But, um, I mean, we'll see. But the problem though is that none of this is up to us. Yeah. Only people with billions of dollars Get can to even have a say. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. We have no opinion that's worth any salt and I was anybody just, else's. I was just arguing with my coworker about this, you know, because we're, you talk about, 
while Twitter is a private company, they don't want to have former president Donald Trump have an account and that's up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, they don't have, they're not, they don't have to abide by any free speech or first amendment rules because right? it's a private company. They can do what they want. And everybody can leave and then just go yeah, and you start, can go start your social. own Twitter, start your own Twitter. Yeah. But then it's, you know, it takes billionaires to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. So they do control, you know, and all the other offshoots that have tried, it just never catches fire. Yeah. It hasn't taken off. It doesn't. Yeah. So unfortunately that's, what we're stuck with and the, the people with billions of dollars are the ones that have to say it. So, you know, I don't know what the resolution is to that, but I don't like it. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I found this article that, now this is kind of funny because, okay, it's called COVID nine new symptoms added to official list. What is the official list now? Like, it's like you have to have 10 toes and, um, <laughs> if you fog sniffle. up a mirror, Yeah. And you have a reflection. You have COVID. Okay. So this is the official list of COVID symptoms has been expanded to include another nine signs of coronavirus infection. So I guess they weren't, you know, catching enough people in the net. How many do you have to have? (laughs) Right. Is it just one? You have a fever. It's coronavirus. The UK Health Security Agency's updated guidance now lists symptoms, including a sore throat, muscle pains, and diarrhea, spelled in a weird European way. Um, yeah, that is. The move weird. comes more than two years into the pandemic and just days after free testing and it ended in England. However, the NHS cautions that many of the new symptoms are very similar to those for colds and flu. No shit. In, in fact, if you, if you didn't take a test... You wouldn't know it was you would, COVID. You would just say, oh, I had a cold last week. Yeah. And that would be the end of it. And you wouldn't be locked down and you wouldn't have wearing a mask and you wouldn't, you know, be but almost fired from your job. Hold on, Josh. And there you could get are, into concerts. COVID has beat the shit out of the flu and the cold and they're not, <clears throat> they're not coming back. <laughs> they're not coming back around here because we got COVID. Oh, God. So the original signs of a COVID infection that were recognized were fever new continuous cough and loss of sense or of smell or taste. Okay. Yeah. That, that smell or taste one, that is unique. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was for me was how I knew I had it. Yeah. Um, Cause all the other ones were just like a flu. Me too. And uh, well, and I didn't even have flu symptoms. I had a really bad headache and I was super tired mm-hmm. and I was just thinking I'm real run down. And then I lost my taste and smell. And Okay, then it says, however, there's been debate in the UK about precisely which symptoms should be recognized and qualify somebody for a COVID test. A, a headache is a known symptom of COVID, but you might not want to test everybody with one <laughs> as there are so many other causes. Duh. Weird. Yeah. Just, it's okay to just have a couple of these symptoms. I mean, everybody's so afraid and we've been so conditioned that, oh my God, if you get if you get this, uh, it's just, it's death. It's death. It's you're going to kill everyone. And then, but the bottom line is still the chances of something negative happening are incredibly small. Blocked or runny nose, sore throat, headache. Those are also signs of allergies. Like see shortness of breath, feeling, wait, feeling tired or exhausted, aching body, headache, sore throat, blocked or runny nose, loss of appetite, diarrhea, feeling sick or being sick. I think you just described having a newborn. Yeah. Like all, all new moms, you know, have all these. <laughs> Feeling <laughs> right? sick or you've, being you've, sick. Had, you've had at least half of these in the past month. Yeah. Come on. It's just being tired, having a newborn. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. So, but the funny thing about this is. You better be careful because now pretty soon all new moms are going to be testing. They're well, going to have to be. they got COVID. Yeah. They're yep. going to have to test them for COVID. Well, that's my whole point is 
since the symptoms overlap, so the Venn diagram of flu and COVID is almost identical except for the taste of taste and smell loss. So if you don't have that, you, you don't know which one you have. And it's, it's almost indistinguishable, which is just makes it, it just points out how much more silly that is. Yeah. Very, very silly. Okay. So I wanted to veer off in a, take a little bit of a left turn here. And I know we focus a ton on COVID stuff, um, but there's a, there's a whole host of things that are kind of, uh, you know, hovering around that it could potentially be that parents need to be aware about. Okay. So yep. I saw a few articles that, and a lot of things happened in the past couple of weeks that, that uh, came to my attention that, you know, I think parents need to be aware of. And this one's especially offensive. <laughs> right. Just with the whole, okay. The, the whole trans, like the, with the whole trans swimmer thing and all that. And there's just become this, I don't know, denial of reality going on. Yeah. Where people literally, if you say, if you walk up to the wrong person and say, there's men and there's women. Well, or if you just say, excuse me, sir. Oh yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Oh, what are you? I mean, if you see it, if you see a man on the street wearing a suit with a buzz cut and a, you know. Is this 1950? What are you insane? You can't say that. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. Yep. And that's funny because I honestly, because I'm super polite. Yeah, me too. Like when I, you know, encounter strangers. Mm-hmm. But now, like, in fact, when I purchased the Starbucks earlier, <laughs> I had to stop myself because I wasn't sure, a thousand percent sure. Well, actually, I was sure which gender they were, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, because I wasn't sure that they would appreciate. You know, which so, one I was going to take a stab yeah, at. So if you were going to say like, thanks, man, it was like not, it could have <laughs> right. been an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can, you can just tell, you know, it's kind of like the, the, I got Vax profile and the Ukrainian picture, you know. I call certain, a lot of people honey. My dad really hates that. <laughs> there's certain indicators when, when you pull up on people that, okay, this person doesn't want to be called sir or ma'am. Yeah. You know, so, you know, whatever. I'm old, but that's, I just have to deal with that. Time, the times they are changing. Yeah. I'll, how, I'll concede that. How dare you be polite? But you know what sucks is they intent. They should consider your intention. Intent gets no consideration. Gets no consideration. They gets don't no credit. care that you're trying to be yeah. decent. Right. Like, how am I supposed to know your manners? How am I supposed to know you're they? Yeah. I mean, but then, of course, then the flip side of that is, well, that's why we put all the pronouns in our bio, which, by the way, is one of the red flags for me. Yeah, but, me too. I don't <laughs> want to hang out with those people. If I see the pronouns in the bio, I'm like, okay. Yep. Uh, I know what's going on here. Yep, I'm done. Okay, so this article um, says, the word you're looking for is women. Washington Post slammed for calling expecting mothers pregnant people in an article about the impact of breakthrough <clears throat> COVID cases. So they're, you know, as a pregnant person, trying to be inclusive as a formerly pregnant person. Right. Yeah. That pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, I saw another article about a dude that was on Twitter complaining about his getting his period and having cramps. Yeah. (laughs) And people were just roasting him and destroying him over it. Oh my gosh. Like, dude, you, I mean, it's one, I, um, and here's my position on this. Was it the same video that I saw where the guy is like, is like, and let's be, let's be um, sensitive to the bleeding people. 
and and not say or to the non-bleeders he was calling them right. and then say and not say that oh you're so lucky that you don't have to deal with it and he was just like going <laughs> on and on and you're like what in the world and here's my position on this i i don't care as a libertarian minded person if you're 18 and you want to dress however you want to dress and you want to be called whatever you want to be called i could care less you want to live your life however you want to live it that's fine um, the problem is when it reaches down into the school system, into kids and into mandating <clears throat> behavior. Um, <clears throat> well, my thing is, is like you do you as long as you don't expect me to play into your delusion. Right. Because I'm not going, you don't, you don't I'm have not a uterus. Do that. You don't have a uterus. Sorry. There's no uterus there. I mean, it's yeah. just biology. It's just physical, physically not there. Yeah. So you don't get to say that you menstruate. Yeah. You know, or that you're going to have a baby if you don't have the equipment. It's just that simple. It's like, I'm not going to participate in that lie. Yeah. But if you want to, you know, wear a dress and be called ma'am, whatever, I don't care. You know, that's, that's for adults. I, I, I honestly don't care what people do, but don't expect me to participate in the ins insanity. Um, so yeah, they got, you know, and this is just everywhere too. Like, you know, the language is changing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't, you can't say, like you can't say men and women. You can't you know. There's just all these rules are just being destroyed. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Um, because there's no truth anymore. Right. Because everything is subjective. Everything is about the way that you feel. Well, because nothing, words are violence. Yes, and nothing has to do. Nothing has to do with straight facts. Everything is you said how straight. People, see. You yeah. Can't well, say that. see. Everything has to do with the way people feel. <laughs> Right. And and it doesn't it doesn't matter what science says or what you know to be the truth exactly. because everybody's feelings are getting in the way and you're having to now step around those very carefully. You have to accommodate the extremely loud minority. Yeah. Um, so, but the the main um, incident that happened in the last couple of weeks was this Florida bill. Okay, mm -hmm. which you guys is, know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's called. They call it all the all the opponents of it call it the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Um, now, I I got to give it up to the left for their marketing and You're propaganda abilities. They're very good because this worked. I mean, this got, you know, everybody that wasn't paying attention totally like, yeah. oh, I'm against this. Yeah, this bullshit. Oh, they're suppressing and they're going to cause suicides and all this stuff. All the bill says, which is actually known as Florida's HB 1557. I don't know. It doesn't even have the actual title here. Yeah. It's called like the Parental Rights and Education Bill or something mm -hmm. like that. But it doesn't even say that. It says just the number of, course, of it. And then it says, don't say gay bill. Don't say gay. It says, yeah, don't say gay bill. Why would CNBC tell you the actual name of the bill? It has it three times. Don't say gay. Don't say gay. Don't say gay. It's got that three times. And then it's got the number, but it doesn't call it what it actually is, which is, I think the parental rights and education or something mm -hmm. like that. But it literally, all it says is between kindergarten and third grade, you, no sex talk. Right? So between the time that your kid is five <laughs> to 10, you know, there used to be a time when if you were talking to somebody's kids that are between five and 10 years old and they're not your kids and you're talking to them about sexual um, orientation or, you know, their sexual identity, what their preferred, you know, whatever is, they would have called you a pedophile. Right. There was a time that people that talked like that to other people's kids mm -hmm. had had some trouble coming for them. Stick to the reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. That's what I say. Um, <clears throat> but, okay, so then... 
you know, obviously, I love DeSantis because he's just out there, like, yeah, let's, he's like, I don't, he's care like Rambo, he's just like, it. let's go, bitch. Yeah, you know, he's out there just blasting, and he leans into this stuff head on, which is awesome. You know, he's one of the the free estates. We we went there four times during the pandemic because it was one of the only states you could go that was free. Yeah, um, and I just love seeing his behavior here and him standing up to this BS. But the the great thing was, okay, so he signs it, and then. Disney, of course, which you know, Orlando, Disney, mm-hmm. Disney World, down in Cal- uh, down in Florida, which is one of the biggest employers in Florida, right? If not the biggest. All they had to do was just sit there and not make it take a stand, and they would have been fine. Because there's lots of right leaning, lots of every kind of family that goes to Disney mm-hmm. and loves Disney. I remember even Ben Shapiro, yeah. super conservative dude. Um, you know, this put him over the edge. You know, this was like, all right, I'm out, and he. Had a season pass when he lived in California to D- Disneyland out in mm-hmm. California, and you know a lot of people are are finally uh, saying they've had enough because Disney finally felt like they had to take a stand, and they are saying they're going to do whatever it takes. It says Disney vows to rep- help repeal "Don't Say Gay" law. So. And that Florida Governor DeSantis shouldn't have signed it. It's like, did you really? Did you have to? Go yeah, there? you went that did far to, to say there? it shouldn't have been signed. So now all the you know, whatever you want to call it, nu- regular nuclear families, you know, actually heterosexual uh, mom and dad, two point six kids, you know. Yep. I think a lot, a Us lot of monsters, them, yeah. these people. A lot of the deplorables have now just tapped out, canceling Disney Plus, saying, screw it, I'm not going to go to Disney anymore. And I, I was in that camp. Like, I would have took my kids to Disney. In fact, we were going to go when we went to Florida last, but they were sold out of the parks we wanted to go to, so we went to Universal instead. Mm-hmm. Now I'm glad. Yeah. Because I don't want to give Disney another don't give them your money. Cent of my money again. You, and I don't even like this. Like, I hate cancel culture kind of crap. And like, you know, if I like Mel Gibson, if he says some crazy ass shit, I'll still watch his movies. Mm-hmm. Right? Typically, that stuff doesn't bother me. But for some reason, this one really irked me. Well, they, when they could have just produced it, kid content and stayed out of it. It bothers me when they it's it's one thing when they're not like such a big entity. You know, if it's just Mel Gibson, then it's like, oh, whatever. I mean, you know, where the hell is Mel Gibson now? I mean, Disney, Disney's everywhere. Disney's in everyone's home. Yeah. It's literally in everybody's house because yep. they own a market share in every, they, it's not just Disney. No, they own ESPN, History Channel, yep. a whole bunch of other other stuff. But, you know, their, their big flagship properties is Disney World and Disneyland. Um, and the Disney Channel and all their movies, they own Pixar, all the Star Wars stuff. I mean, it's massive. Um, and I, I have a slight bit of sympathy for these people sitting in these boardrooms because you know they're just sitting there going, "What do we do? What do we do?" Like we can't remain silent because you know why? Then they get attacked because the left says silence is violence, and, how, and it's not enough to to uh, not support. The bill, they have to oppose it. And if they don't oppose it, that's the same as violence. But silence would have, the people would have been pissed for a little bit and they would have, it would have died right. off much quicker mm-hmm. than this. Yeah. I think they're going to run, run into a buzzsaw here. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it definitely uh, ticked me off. Um, I, I just don't want these corporations involved. Like just make kid content. Yeah. You know that you're known for, yeah. and leave it, leave it at that. We're not coming to you for this. Isn't that enough? You don't have to take a stand on these law on these laws. Yeah. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> so, but 
you know, th- this stuff is creeping in to our schools and this, okay, I don't know if you saw this story, but yeah. there is one fourth grade teacher says 20 of her 32 students have come out as LGBTQIA+. I love how they just it tacked just on. keeps going. I love how they tacked on four extra letters to that in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is insane. Okay, what was the, and I'm no data scientist. Well, actually, that is my job, but... <laughs> I don't Actually, research I this. I don't research this, but I guarantee that the LGBTQIA plus uh, percentage of the population was like point something, right? And now she's saying sixty six percent of her class is LGBTQIA plus. Let's pause for the baby, and we're back. Okay, so this fourth grade teacher says twenty of her thirty two students have come out. That they're ten. That tells me that's not. That's not organic. That's, that's being influenced by their environment. Yeah, that's not organic. That's They're what that 10 is. year olds. There's not that's not possible. And why why are 10 year olds telling their teacher that they are anything? Yeah, right. I exactly. wasn't talking to my teacher at 10 years old about like the boy that I liked in in 4th grade. No. You know. Exactly. And we're going to get to a local story in a bit about that exact subject matter and how a uh, teacher is getting dismissed because of that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but but my whole point is yeah. If a kid came up to me and said, I'm gay, I'd be like, uh, what's eight times seven? Yeah. Oh, 56? Good. That's all I, that's all I need to hear. Yep. That's we don't a private talk matter. about that at school. It's a private matter. You discuss that with your family. You know? That's I'm not, not saying, appropriate for right, school. It's not school They work. say that shit about all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of things that they don't want you talking about. If that like kid if a, would if a kid be, stood up and said, Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, everyone, and I want to tell you about it, the, it, kid, the teacher would be like, shut the hell that's up. That's not appropriate. And then if the same kid would stand up and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, they'd say, sit down. That's can, not appropriate. Can you say that anymore? I don't even know. Probably not. <laughs> We didn't say it when, even when I was in, after I got out of elementary school, we never said the pledge. I don't know if they say it anymore or not. I'll have to ask my kids. They definitely did when I was a kid, but I'm way older. But, um, and and my buddy, they used to spank his, like kids his age. Like he's like 55, I think. They they I mean, spanked like them. right, right of the generation, right was above the line. Like, was it like a smack no, on the hand? It was hand like a paddle like, at the front of the room. It was with, a sp- with air holes drilled into it for air, air dynamics, like for <laughs> That's real. Great, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I bet they didn't have a whole lot of messing around in his class. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot less disciplinary issues back yeah. then. Um, All you got to do is just hang up the paddle in the front of the room. <laughs> we need to just bring back the paddles. Just hang and it up. I'm of two minds on that because <laughs> I don't. I mean, again, follow the science, right? Yeah. I want to know, okay, how effective is it? Is yep. it? Is it? What's? Is it a net benefit or not? Yeah. I don't know. Is, um, is the fear really enough, right. or does it just? Well, does it, de- it just? Is it detrimental? Exactly. In the long run, um, but that's a debate for smarter people than than us. Um, but I, I will tell you this: um, you know, working in a school district and talking to people that you know deal with the middle school and high school. The lack of consequences for kids yeah. is a huge problem. Oh, I bet. Because they can just basically sass off to their teachers and drop F-bombs and say whatever they want with virtually zero consequences. And we'll pause for the baby. And we're back. Okay, so <clears throat> I forget exactly what we said before we paused, but um, just this story indicates to me that this is like you said not organic 
Yeah. This is kids being influenced by their environment and being susceptible to, you know, what they're experiencing. Um, So, and like Ben Shapiro always says, the incentive structure is there where you're rewarded um, if you claim to be part of one of these tribes. You know, you you get rewarded for it. And I understand the inclination because I don't want anybody to experience any discrimination. Yeah. And when you hear about Matthew Shepard being tied to a fence post for being gay in Wyoming Mm -hmm. and left for dead, you know, I understand that the intention is to go the exact opposite direction and embrace and say, you're, you're, you're perfect human and you're loved. And, but it just creates a trend, doesn't it? Like like what we're doing. Yeah, what we're doing right now is creating some kind of like a weird trend. Yeah, like there's a book, um, I forget, what's her name, Abigail Schreier. Um, She writes about the trend amongst young girls to be trans. Okay, yep. And uh, I forget what the name of it is, but Joe Rogan had her on. She was on a few other giant podcasts and her book got banned like a Target. Mm -hmm. I think it might have got kicked off of Amazon. I feel like I just took a screenshot of her book because I was going to buy it. But her whole thesis of that book is that this, in normal organic um, amounts of this is like 0.05% of the population. Yeah. And now it's like, 10 times that yeah. in the past decade because of the social capital and it's happening amongst friend groups. Yeah. Absolutely. That tells you right there. That'd be like, you know, how many, if all of a sudden a bunch of people had red eye or, uh, you know, blue eyes or whatever amongst friend groups that yeah. genetic differences don't happen amongst friend groups. Yeah. But like trends do, exactly. if everybody's got the same purse exactly. and everybody is now wearing the same shade of eyeshadow so or when whatever. I, when I see 20 out of 32 of fourth graders are LGBT, yeah, that's a made up number. Yeah. That, that, there's no way when those kids are 25, they're still going to be that. That makes a me couple think, might. yeah, that makes me think like, what's, what do all these kids have in common? Maybe we need to start looking at that teacher. Well, right. Because like I said, the incentive structure is such that you get not only is it like okay fine whatever i don't care what you are it's like no oh my god you're so brave courageous oh you're praised and the the praise is heaped upon you yeah because now because they're so afraid of discriminating against you yeah which i understand well and nobody now wants like okay you're 10 years old now if like if that's what's happening in your class you don't want to get left out yeah i don't want to be a boring old straight person yeah no i like girls boring yeah that's just normal. That's nobody's so, nobody's like it's so basic. Nobody's excited about me. Yeah, having a crush on a boy. Yeah, it's so basic. Yeah, you don't get any of that capital, that social capital. Um, so the fact that it's happening in pockets and amongst friend groups tells me that it's not organic behavior. Yeah. Um, so you know that's kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> well, and that's a good thing to point out too, because I don't think right. that that's something that a lot of people like. You know, when it's when it's so clear, when it's like, okay, it's this whole class. Yeah. But then when it's like in a school and you're kind of trying to track, it is. It's, it's you know, a group of friends together. Right. Exactly. That's how they're seeing it. Yep. Now, this guy's interesting here. Now, just to kind of talk about the whole global impact, a lot of these things are at play here. If you've ever heard of the World Economic Forum. Yes. Now, as part of my uh, other interests in fitness and nutrition and stuff, um, we deal with, uh, I run into this guy a lot because he hates meat. Okay. Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Okay. So this guy is a guy that, now this is Dr. Sean Baker. He's a big uh, carnivore meat eating doctor that 
is very against this guy and it will I'll show you how it kind of ties into what we're discussing yeah. here. Um, basically this organization gets together and decides things like they even says right here. I mean, this is their tweet as humanity moves further towards a post carbon future. People must accept that things like eating meat and property ownership is simply unsustainable says Klaus Schwab. I mean, Hold he's just on. saying this crap. Out I can't loud. have a steak inside my own house. Yeah, He's saying this crap out loud. Mm-hmm. No, you want to use your uh, social credit card to purchase a fake meat pellet from the local, you know, that's dispense their plan. meat, just fake meat dispensing station. If your social score is high enough, that's their plan by 2030. Been, but if you well would have behaved. said that last year, one year ago today, this kind of talk was for tinfoil hat people. Yeah, this is insane. I mean, this is him saying this. That's you know. Okay, then here's another uh, thing that that he said. Um, okay, Yuval Noah Harari, top advisor to Klaus Schwab. Quote, COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept total biometric surveillance. Are you serious? <laughs> so he's loving it. He, they're saying what we all have been predicting, but they're saying it out loud now. If you would have said this two years ago, you would have been like, ah, you're making that crap up. Tinfoil hat, loser, flat earther. Mm-hmm. You're full of shit. Now this guy's saying it. COVID is critical, and I quote, COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept total biometric surveillance. (laughs) No, dude. No. Yeah, I don't care what kind of virus you unleash on the human race. I don't want you watching me all the time. Insane. Insane. Um, So that's, you know, that's, that's what's driving a lot of this stuff is guys like this. Okay. This Klaus Schwab world economic forum, they're making these decisions at a global level, you know, to try to implement all these policies that trickle down to us. You know, Bill Gates is part of this, you know, he's loves the synthetic meat. He's buying up tons of farmland, you know, and you know, by the way, he looks like the exact opposite of healthy of anything that you want to look like. Yeah. He looks like a saggy old lady. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) I don't want to look like Bill he Gates. Really, whatever does he does, look like a lady. I don't want to look like that. But here's my thing: is it, here's what's so sad is like this is real. This, this is, is real. This is real. This is not even shit. somebody tattling on him. This is no. him saying it. This is this tweet is from the World Economic Forum. Yeah, they said it. They're they're literally saying it out loud. But Josh, if you and I would just be in Hornbachers mm-hmm. and run into somebody and start having a conversation and something like this would come up, how quick do you think they would back away? <laughs> yeah, you'd be they, a, a complete nut job. You're a, you're a freaking crazy person for being <laughs> well-informed. Right. Like, literally, well, just for being informed, people the, don't even believe. What's that meme say? Uh, I need new conspiracy theories because all, all my, mine are coming all mine true. came true, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast called Part of the Problem with Dave Smith, who's a libertarian comedian, and he was talking He was talking about the Hunter Biden laptop story, mm-hmm. who they just casually admitted was all true. Yeah. Now, 18 months later yeah when it dropped in october of 2020 right before the election and would have made an impact on the election yes but undeniably and in their polls it was like almost 10 percent of people that voted for biden would said would have that if we would have yeah. known that this was true we wouldn't have voted for him right until we had more information and they knew that and the giant media um conglomerate decided to no, nope, it's it nothing. Up. It's nothing. And then 18 months later, when once Biden got elected and, and we were two years into the pandemic, then 
they were like, oh, uh, by the way, that was all true. Yeah. What? By the way, actually, it really was his laptop. <laughs> and if you had said that at the time, that's when you got banned on Twitter. And Joe Biden really is the big guy. Yeah, exactly. You got banned on Twitter. You know, you're just you're a conspiratorial nutbag and all these other bad things. And now they just casually admit it 18 months later and everything's fine. Like, okay, yeah, well, who's going to pay for this? Yeah. That's what I want to know. And that's the um, worst part. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody. Biden already got elected. I mean, you, you know, they got what they wanted. And that was to not hurt Joe Biden. Yeah. And um, how do you find out who's at the, like, who's pulling the strings here? Well, they, I, they, I think they all just agree. It's just like-minded hive mind of, you know, Brian Stelter and, you know, Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper and all these somebody, guys believe the same. Yeah. They believe the same way. Yeah. But there's got to be like, when they're all just pointing the finger at each other, like yeah. one of you guys needs to go down. Right. You know, like I am, I'm of the mind where. Well, look at Cuomo. Yeah. Both Cuomo's got booted. Mm -hmm. So there is some sacrificial lambs. But they're just like at the bottom of the chain. Yeah. Well, he's a governor of New York. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm looking for the president. <laughs> <Right>. <clears throat> so, you know, they, they do throw somebody to the wolves occasionally. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's get into a couple of Vax injury stories here. So you heard about Bruce Willis. Um, I didn't. Okay, well, well, this is not a Vax injury story, but it ties in. Okay. Bruce Willis has aphasia, which is a condition, a neurological condition people get when they have strokes and things. Okay. Now, immediately my spidey sense went off when I heard that. Yeah. But he's had that, he's had it for a few years. Like there's been reports of his speech and his comprehension diminished in the, in the past few movies he's made okay. prior to the pandemic. So I'm not saying he got it because of the jab. Okay. But when I was doing a little bit of research on it, I found that guess what's a side effect of one of the mRNA SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. Aphasia. Aphasia. Seven days after second dose of an mRNA-based SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. Right. So this is right off of uh, ncbi.mnimanih.gov. It's one of those, you know, study where they post all their, you know. Yeah, it's a medical journal website. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So it got me... Like I said, I'm not saying that Bruce Willis got it from the jab because mm -hmm. he's had, you know, people do have this condition, Yeah. but you do not want this condition. No. This is like, you know, dementia level, like your life's over. Yeah. He had to retire from acting. You know, he doesn't know where he is. Coincidentally. You know, um, all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely a horrible, horrible side effect. So d this alone, this would stop me from getting the vax. Yeah. Okay. Like I do not. Well, there's 1,290 other ones that you should look at too. <laughs> right. But if, this, just if you're but concerned. This is a scary one. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is like a horrible life. Yeah. This life isn't like ending. burning at the injection site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, or flu-like symptoms for a couple of days. It says, okay, so though rare neurological side effects of SARS-CoV-2 vaccinations are increasingly reported. Even if the first dosage goes uncomplicated, the second dose may be complicated by severe adverse reactions as in the following case. Oh, so give me four then. Sign me up for four. Yeah. If one so one is okay and the second one's dangerous, well, I'd, I'd take two more. Let's yeah. double it. Why not? So then here's a case report. A 52-year-old male developed sudden onset reading difficulty in aphasia seven days after the second dose of the mRNA-based SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. He had a previous history of myocardial infarction, arterial hypertension, so, uh, some other stuff I can't read. Blood pressure was slightly elevated on admission. Uh, okay, so, but then, yeah, seven days after the second dose, he gets this aphasia. 
This mm-hmm. is not, not something you want. Very, very scary. So I thought that was just kind of interesting. Oh, but go back down. Okay. Here's what they have. Here's what they've concluded. A second dose may be followed. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. So I intracerebral bleeding, is that what ICB is? I think so, yeah. Okay, so a second dose may be followed by ICB, intracerebral bleeding. Oh, okay. No thanks. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? I think I won't purposely volunteer to line up for the thing that gives me, potentially gives me intracerebral bleeding. Mm -hmm. I'll skip it. No thanks. Yikes. Okay, so... Okay, here's another couple um, vax injury items. Okay, uh, this this there was a tennis tournament, um, the Miami Open last weekend. Wow. Okay. Now this is a very biased site. It's yeah. called the Liberty Daily. It literally says the conservative alternative to the Drudge Report. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, take, so read this how we read Yahoo News. Are you ready, exactly, guys? Right. Um, you know, but somebody find me find me uh, stuff that refutes this. I'll look at it. Okay, headline is buried bombshell tennis world rocked as 15 fully vaccinated players unable to finish Miami Open. That seems unusual to me. Well, and okay. Seems a little high. When we wa- when we just when we let's take into context though like you said, like when we're just reading the thing and it says unable to finish, why did they break their ankle? Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's a biased headline the other way. Yep. I understand that. Um so we have to think critically and look at it. Okay, it says tennis fans are upset and the sporting world is reeling after an unprecedented number of players either withdrew or retired from the Miami Open this week. Wow. A total of fifteen players were unable to finish, including the male and female favorites to win. Okay. Uh, Tennis World reacted with shock after favorites Paul Badosa and Yannick Sinner had to retire during the quarterfinals of the Miami Open. Badosa, soon to be the number three in the world, became unwell during her match against Jessica Pagula and left the court in tears. Badosa, who was comforted by her American opponent, decided to stop after consultation with her physiotherapist. Okay. It doesn't say why, though. It doesn't say, you know, chest pains or broken ankle or whatever. Yeah. Um, in the men's tournament, the Italian phenom Yannick Sinner was forced to withdraw. He gave up after 22 minutes in the game against Francisco Ronaldo. Um, when I served at 3-1 and one and 30, 30 love, I saw him bend over. It was very strange. I hope he's okay. He's a great player. Okay. Again, not a lot of information there. Yeah. Um, fans reacted with shock to the bizarre tennis day. What's going on? Someone asked. Nobody's pointing out the obvious. Okay, well. That's a very biased statement, right? Yeah. All the players must be fully vaccinated in order to compete. But you still have to tie their ailments to the jab somehow. Yeah. Or at yeah. least it has to be consistent. So, you know, I don't know what uh, what what evidence they have. Okay, mm-hmm. so it says, um, just as we've noted for several months, most, most major sports have been hit with inexplicable medical conditions popping up in young and otherwise healthy athletes. See, that's really what's of note. Yeah. If 15 withdrew for whatever reason, unless it was all broken ankles or something, yeah. you know, easily explainable, then that is a high number, and that's what's scary. And then, of course, he says, folks, this is the jab. There's no other viable possibility. Okay, well, that's just as biased as, as Brian Stelter or Jake yeah. Tapper. Um, so, you know, show me the proof again. You know, I want to see uh, something that tells me what kind of ailments they had. But I thought that was notable, though, with that many in one tournament. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Had to pull out. <clears throat> okay, so here's another Vax injury story. 
CDC study finds risk of heart issues after COVID-19 infection or second vaccine dose. Weird. So <laughs> You mean it's six in one hand, half dozen in the other? That's a little Midwest. So why wouldn't I take? Yeah. So if I'm going to choose and I'm probably going to, you know, I have a chance of getting heart issues after either <laughs> one. Well, why do why, why wouldn't I try to dodge the the thing, first of all, and not manually actually in, go to line up to inject it if I'm going to take that risk? And then w- if I was going to choose, I'll try to avoid it, first of all. But if I can't, I'd rather choose the one that gives me the longer lasting natural immunity. Yeah. Why don't you get the one that is uh, naturally occurring exactly. versus one that has a whole <clears throat> bunch of chemicals all mixed together that you're not even really sure what's in it's there? It's just like the fake meat. You know, the synthetic meat and all this screwing with nature stuff just does not work out. Haven't you guys ever seen any movies? Yeah. It doesn't sit well. <laughs> this is how the zombie things start. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just, you can't really outsmart mother nature. <clears throat> you know, just the body's going to respond best to, you know, what it's naturally designed to do. I just don't like all this screwing around. Careful, because now you're sounding really anti-science, Josh. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah, but this is just a silly article. Um, so you can get heart issues after COVID or after the second vaccine. So why am I taking this again? <laughs> Choose wisely. <clears throat> <laughs> why? Why would you take it then? Um, okay. So the report said cardiac complications, particularly myocarditis and pericarditis, have been tied to COVID-19 infection and uh, mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. Weird. <laughs> So why would anybody take it? What's the upside? God, this is so insane. The gaslighting is insane. But yet you were an insane whack job if you were even remotely hesitant or questioning. Yeah. And now they're basically saying, oh, yeah. That thing you're trying to prevent from, you know, because you, but you might get if you get COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. you get it from the vax too. So yeah. eh, sorry. When they when they say, oh well, there's long term, long term risk. COVID. Remember long COVID. long COVID. Yeah, associated with COVID. It's like we don't even know the freaking risks associated with the shots. No, not at all. We're we're all gonna find out together. Yeah. Like we said, so ridiculous shit. Okay, well, let's get into a couple of local things here. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. <laughs> Are this? there furries in Fargo-Moorhead schools? Yes, but no litter boxes. <laughs> I saw this. I swear this was an April Fool's joke, right? There's no way this can be real. I was, because I didn't see this this article first. I, somebody told me about it. I was mm-hmm. like, there's no way that's real. That's yeah. completely made oh, up. Oh, it's right? real. <clears throat> but then the forum published an article. Now, here's the thing. Is this self-fulfilling prophecy? Like, are people just like engaging in this behavior now because of this outrage and because it's a way to piss off adults? Yeah, who knows? Or was this like a secret underground culture that we just didn't know was existed? Because now all the schools have had to acknowledge this or deny it or whatever. Like over in Moorhead, they, you know, the director of communications said, you know, they were unaware of this behavior and we have no, you know, Obviously, no litter boxes or anything crazy. Who who um, is like? <laughs> I'm just okay. There's there's two camps, right? Okay, so, so just to define what a furry is, yeah, it's like a weird subculture where people were. And I remember seeing about. Remember that show? 
Yeah. Real sex on HBO. Mm-hmm. Okay. They would cover like weird fetishes and stuff. Yeah. Like people that really liked balloons. Yeah. And there's, yeah. Right. But it's kind of like a cosplay thing. Mm-hmm. So people wear like full head to toe, like rabbit outfits. And, and then, then they would act like a rabbit. Right. And then get together and have weird sex stuff, you know, in their, and it's kind of a whole subculture called furries. Now mm-hmm. that's, you know, 20 years ago that I saw that. Yeah. So, so it's not, not a thing. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. But the fact that it was... So now what are these kids doing? Exi- that's the question. They wear like headbands with like ears on them, mm-hmm. you know. But I was saying, well, my daughters probably have some of those just because they but think they But are like your daughters cats. like hissing at kids? No, exactly. They're not. So, you know, how do you differentiate between somebody who just thinks something's cute and somebody who's a dedicated member of the furry culture? Yeah. I, I don't get Exactly. And that's I, I what I was, that's what I was getting at with the, there's two camps, right? Like there's going to be some people and who knows if we have any of these, like kids that are like, I don't know, like in full costume, like, I don't, that doesn't exist. You know, I don't think. Who knows? You can't show up to school in that. Well, you technically, it's not a, see, one thing, they issued a correction. <laughs> they issued a correction to the to the article, right? It's not technically against the dress code, but they said that if it would cause an interruption to their education, then they would address it. But honestly, how is like it getting addressed? Because what if the kid says, I'm a cat? <laughs> right. Is it the same as a girl like saying, no, I'm a boy now? Right. Like, how are they going to address it? Well, we don't know. That's a whole slippery slope argument. Yeah. You know, where, where does where does it stop? Where do you draw the line once you let the line go loose? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So just to read a little bit, it says furries, people dressing up and acting like cartoon animals are nothing new. But the issue of students identifying as cats in class has begun to attract attention. And see, I don't care if somebody wears a headband with some ears on it. Mm-hmm. But if they're like, um, Sally, do you have your math homework? And they go, meow. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yes. You know, because then you're you're just disrespecting the teacher. You're not complying with what's going so, on in class. So, Josh, this is hearsay, <laughs> right? Yes. But I was alerted to this <clears throat> from... Um, I was alerted to this from someone in Minot last, last school year saying that their kid had gotten suspended in a Minot school (laughs) because they meowed at a kid that was acting like a cat. They had a kid in class that was acting like a cat. And then, so her son meowed at the kid and then that was harassing them. So then he got suspended. But see, I think a lot of this is kids acting up because they know it's going to piss off the yeah, adults. Yeah, because people are just like, they're it's, like, hmm. It's just like whenever I wear my Metallica t-shirt to school, because then it would make the principal mad, you know, <laughs> just and have long hair and stuff. Just one more thing. Mm. Or like when yeah. you're like going to high school and you're not supposed to have your, your shorts shorter than this, and so you would just do this with your shoulders. <laughs> But guess what? <laughs> I wore them up here. Daisy Dukes all the way, baby. But yeah, so, you know, I... There's so many moving parts to this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's true. I'll- and nobody knows. That's the problem yeah. is like, here but, we've got But this- here's the thing about Jennifer Benson, right? Who we like. Yeah. Right? If I was her, I would have stayed the hell out of this. Well, here's, okay. So, so just to, to read, just to, to preface this from the article, it says, uh, she told the forum, furries are real. And the student informed her, some schools have litter boxes and restrooms for them. See, that's where you went too far. Don't say that if you can't back it up. And then it says, asked for photo or video of litter box in school restroom. Benson did not provide such evidence to the forum as a publication time. So, so you got if you're going to say that, you got to have evidence. Yes. So here's here's a little <laughs> backstory to that, though. 
the, if you read the whole article, it makes it sound like she reached out to the form. Like they keep, they keep saying Benson says she's received. Well, I assume she responded to them asking about it. So they got a. Because I assume the form asked every school. The school board. The school board. The school board got a letter from a concerned citizen, and we don't know whether that's a parent or not. Right. From from somebody who is concerned about the matter. And the school board responded to the parent, but then also the parent sent the letter also to the forum Mm -hmm. who asked the school board members, right, for clarification. But I, I have a little background knowledge on this. And Benson actually gave them some sources to reach out to. She didn't think that she should have to provide all of the evidence. She gave them the sources so that they could find their own. She didn't think mm. they were going to like center the article around, around her like response. Jennifer Benson said, <clears throat> right. You know? Yeah. I, I probably just would have said, <laughs> I, know. I have no comment Yeah, or I'm not aware of, of any, any truth to that. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Cause it's well, when you just, don't see it firsthand, cause nobody's been able to provide that. Yeah. So, and, and you can hear about, and, and that's all she said is, I, I've heard, this is what they've told me. She never said, I saw a litter box in the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, to me, that's just, the litter box thing is just too wacky. Oh, yeah. And if it was tr- happening, somebody would have a picture of it. It'd be all over. Yeah. In fact, it probably will happen now as a, somebody would do it as a joke. Yeah. Know? There's going to be a kid that sneaks in a litter box, <laughs> well, takes a just, shit in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then covers it up. Yeah. <laughs> so this is ridiculous okay absolutely so you know it's really went around around there's a whole long here's what i don't like though when you see seth holden's he says these people will stop at nothing until every dollar that goes to public education is siphoned off and goes to private schools homeschooling and voucher systems so they can indoctrinate their kids (laughs) and the rest of us have to suffer the consequences what the hell is that that is a Fargo public school board member that who is still in his seat for another two years. Oh my God. Can you believe that? that These people. That insane. Yeah. Siphoned off. Yeah. <laughs> Siphoned off because. Oh, God forbid people choose to educate their kids in another manner other than public schools. And that their own tax dollars should maybe go to their own freaking kids. Right. And how is it? Here's what I want to know. <laughs> and and, and so indoctrinate their kids. Yes. You mean educate them? By saying that, no, you can't be a cat and boys are boys and girls are girls. And, and this what? is how I want to treat my kids. Families so. already indoctrinate their kids the whole way. What they're trying to prevent is the public school system doing it instead of the parents. Yes. That's the whole argument that conservative parents have against the public school system. We just want reading rather than arithmetic. Let the families do the indoctrinating. Yeah. Because guess what? You know, if, if a kid grows up uh, with two conservative parents, a lot of times they rebel against that when they're teenagers and then they might come back around when they're an adult and vice versa. Yeah. You know, you, you might rebel when you're in your angsty teenage years. And, but that, that's a fam, that's family business. That's not the school's job. Well, and what if it was the opposite? What if North Dakota was a Christian state and all the public schools were Christian schools? Right. Then would he think the same? Would he think, oh, well, I don't like, I don't want to keep my tax dollars so that I can teach my kid. He's an atheist right? He'd want so that it. I can teach my kid that there is no God. Yep. I'm going to teach him at home because that's what I believe. Yeah. Everyone has their own right to raise their family how they believe is best. Exactly. So 
Public schools need to stick to reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yes. I mean, Stay just, out of it. all this social and like moral stuff. It is not the it is not their job to teach morals or how like socially, you know, we're supposed to interact and everything. Social justice doesn't yeah, need like to be all a of, subject. Exactly. Just cover the facts. Uh, let families educate, indoctrinate how they wish. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but one of the uh practitioners of that locally is getting dismissed. Yeah. Fargo teacher suspended without pay while dismissal process continues. Now, the good thing about this is that they're acting on this. The bad thing is that this guy was a teacher since 2013, so that's been nine years. Yeah. Now, here's a couple of things that he did. This is, uh, okay, it says Fargo School Board voted Tuesday, that was today, to suspend a Fargo teacher without pay while the process continues to fire him for cause. Kevin Kennedy is his name, an English and theater arts teacher at Fargo South. According to his personnel file, Kennedy made inappropriate comments and inappropriately touched students. <laughs> One student told a school district investigator that Kennedy asked whether she was a virgin and whether she had sent nudes. Kennedy is also accused of calling a student a Nazi and making a comment about a student's breasts. Oh my God. The school board voted unanimously to place Kennedy on sus unpaid suspension following the recommendation of Superintendent Rupak Gandhi. So basically, it's just formality. He's going to be out of there. So in this is a val or KVRR article in, I think it was another Inform article or maybe a Valley News Live one um, before they had their meeting. Mm -hmm. He had some of these complaints back in like 2017. Mm -hmm. So this has been an on, and that's what you were alluding to. This right. is This has been an ongoing thing this isn't just something that kind of popped up in, in this last year and you know i like we talked about before we went on the air i'm <clears throat> gonna be real careful with this stuff because yep. if if a couple of kids just decided they wanted to ruin a teacher's life oh yeah it'd be pretty easy oh it would be super easy all you have to do is say a couple he said this he said that yeah he touched me on the shoulder yeah and or he talked about my breasts and you know you the guy's toast right mm -hmm. so i get that you know you have to follow up procedure you have to have proof that it happened or yep. a reasonable belief that it happened that has to you know, reach a certain level of evidence yeah you know i don't know what exactly that standard is that's for people at a higher pay grade than me to figure out but the fact that this guy was a teacher this long and has a history of this kind of stuff well and that's kind of what i was getting at is that like it i think it kind of i mean it sounds kind of shitty but like it kind of should take a while. It shouldn't take nine years to like prove a case or anything like well, that. Well, I don't know when the first but, like, indications were of bad behavior. Yeah. But like what I, what I'm saying is, is like it was, it was something that they could like prove basically right. kind of time and time again. Yeah. So that's why they came to the decision that they did, because I agree. I think that y you can't just every single time somebody says you're fired, you yeah. know, you're just toast. You know, yeah. Right just away. right away. Yeah. There has to be a, uh, a, a bar you have to hit yep. before they any type of discipline happens. Um, but, you know, it's just scary because people that – not everybody in a position to teach your kids is – Somebody is that should good, be teaching your kids. Human. Yeah. And, and sometimes if you were someone that has a predilection for this type of behavior, you might actually seek out those types of positions. Yeah. I mean, the old joke about the priests and like Boy Scout leaders and all that. I mean, I if was you're reading an article, a pedophile, Josh, you're going to go towards that those. stuff. Yeah. I was reading an article that said that there's actually a book. There's like a playbook mm. that someone has written. I haven't seen it, but 
that there's like an actual book out there that teaches people that have these predilections to to seek out like single moms and oh, so they can become a male mentor to their kids. Yep, or, to their kids or uh, like to you know, oh my gosh. All that kind of stuff. Yes. Yikes. Like you can get a job as like an apartment manager or you can work in the schools, become a, become a little league coach, like oh scary, yeah, scary well, it stuff. Makes, it makes sense because if you have that inclination, yeah, I mean, if you're going to want to, if you're going to want to act on it, you're going to have to get it, to get to be around kids. So yep. that makes, only makes sense. So again, like parents be on the lookout. Yeah. You got to be super aware of what's going on. And, and, and even sometimes parents think they're aware, right? Like, right. like, okay. In my personal life, right. I just had a friend that said um, that they're sending their kid to, to summer camp. They're sending their, and that's like a totally normal thing in this area. I, I went, mean, I went to Bible camp. And yeah. I like camp. kids, yeah. you know, we've got like what, like camp, Koa or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the things you sell all the candy bars, like, okay. Yep. Cool deal. But then I was like, well, have you, have you like checked to see what their policies are? And she, like far as who's sleeping with where? Yeah. And, and she goes, stuff. she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, what if one of the counselors, this was just in the news. This was in the national news. What if one of the counselors is a man that identifies oh, as right. a woman yep. that wants to sleep in with the girls yeah, in the girls cabin? Yeah, that in California, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I said, have you like, did you check? And she just kind of gets quiet. She goes, no, but I will. (laughs) And it's like, it's not something, it's sick because it's not something that you want to think that you have to do, but we're living in a world now where we have to do it. Yeah, because the... 10 years ago, if I would have said there's going to be a dude sleeping in the girl's cabin, you would have said that's insane. Yeah. Now there could be. Yeah, now there might be. Because if he identifies as a woman, that's all it takes. Yeah, or even just even a little boy. You're a bigot if you, you know. Yeah. Well, right, because there's pedophiles aren't always heterosexual either mm-hmm. I mean, they can molest either but i mean like maybe even it's not a counselor maybe even it's a kid now right so now there's a kid that thinks you know they're the other one and then it's just i mean it's just something that unless you're okay with that mm-hmm. unless you're like well you know that's that's the world we live in so the kids <laughs> are going to get used to that whatever like if you're okay with that then that's one thing but yeah. if you're a parent that's not okay with that you need to know what you're getting into before it, you're in it the tough part is you know we don't want to be is anxiety filled and uh, restrictive as the COVID lockdown Nazis are. Yeah, no. Like, you know, because we, the way we look at people that throw masks on their two year old and won't let them go outside of the house, we don't want to be that on this subject either. Yeah, they're going to be looking at us like, oh, like, well, like, now you're scared. Well, you're so anxiety filled and, mm-hmm. and freaky. And, you know, just like if a parent was like, well, I want everybody to get COVID tests before we have a play date. Yeah. Now you're like, I need to look into that, guys. I do do a background check on that dad before we do a play date. Yeah. See what I mean? So it's kind of a similar outlook. Absolutely. But at the same time, the only thing that you can control, like I bring it back to like no masks inside my house, you know, the only (laughs) thing that you can control as a parent is just like what you're exposing your own family to. Right. Right. Like I can't control all the kids in the public school. I can't control all the kids even in a private school. But like me personally, like our family personally, we think that maybe that setting would be would be more attuned to like our values and our mm-hmm. morals and the way that we want to raise our kid. So then we're going to go ahead and and do that. You know, like it's it's every yeah. person's job to control their environment as best as they can. It's just so tough because then, you know, because all three of my kids are in plays, 
Boy Scouts. Yeah. Different sports. It's Activities. Like, how, do I need to like be checking out all yeah, these like, coaches? Yeah, like what are you like vetting like, all the parents? What you know, am I like Ugh. doing drive-bys and like you know staking them out at their house? You know, like what no, am I supposed but, to like, do here? Are you going? Well, you know, like, depends. do you go I mean, with? Well, I'm working a lot. My, my, you know, my wife goes or whatever. I mean, one of us is there, but yeah. But sometimes, you know, they're, you know, when I don't know, because my kids are kind of getting into that you know, age where they can, you can kind of drop them off at exactly, this point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I did go to my, with my son to the Boy Scout camp overnight and we were in a tent together, you know, but you know, when he's a little bit older, he yeah. could go by himself, but, but, but know, how do you know what, what's. But I think that comes with too, like having those open lines of communication with your kids and making sure that your kids know that you're somebody, you know, that they can talk because I, I think there's different types of households, right? So like some parents, like they just kind of totally zone out. And those are the parents that I'm really talking to, you know, like some parents are totally zoned out. They just kind of are abdicating their responsibility to the public schools. Like, go ahead and go to school. Like that's their job to teach you. (laughs) Actually, it's also your job. Oh yeah. You know, mostly. Yes. I look at it as mostly. In fact, I, I look at our job as parents, like me and my wife's job is to prepare them in such a way that no matter what they encounter, in public school and otherwise, they are sufficiently prepared to deal with that. Yes. And equipped so that even if they run across a bunch of other propaganda, yeah. that they're, you know, equipped with our values so that they um, know how to deal with that. Yeah. So they're almost inoculated. Yeah. To bring it back to the COVID thing. You're giving them a strong foundation. They're inoculated against that. Yeah. So they just like, eh, whatever. You know, so because... I don't want to isolate them yeah. and protect them from other other well, hearing other views. You can't. Because you can't do that. You can't. And I don't want them to have that type of attitude anyways. I want them to be able to engage with people, be strong enough their own beliefs. They can hear other people's beliefs. But that comes with an age, right? True. Yeah. Like that's not for necessarily. No, like, this is going to be, you know, by the time where they're out of the house. Yep. That, that, you know, they're done. Well, even baked. as they get like a little bit older, you know, when, when your kids have like a good footing mm-hmm. on right and wrong. Yeah. When they've got a pretty good, like, like, okay, I, I've, when they know when they get that little feeling, you know, like we call it at our house, like a little, like a tummy feeling, mm-hmm. like when you get that little feeling in your tummy where you kind of think like, that's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> where you kind of think like maybe symptoms. something's not right here. <laughs> get a COVID test and also something's wrong. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. but seriously, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. So. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. <laughs> we'll talk about parenting forever. Good. We can go <laughs> go long on this stuff. All right. Send emails to let parents decide that at gmail.com. Watch us on Rumble, not YouTube, because we said things six months ago that were naughty. And that are true now. Yep, that are that everyone says now. Yeah. Um, you can listen anywhere audio podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Support the show at letparents.com or let the parents decide that.org. Yes. All right, guys, stay strong, keep fighting. We'll see you next time. Let's go, Brandon. Come on, man. Come She's on, just man. zonked. <laughs> <laughs>